Before I start the video, I want to make a preface that this video is mainly directed to Christians. And the reason for that is because the terms and the issues I want to talk about are mainly going to show up or appear in someone's life if they have a Christian worldview. Um, however, I want to say that uh, in a larger sense, this video is for anyone wanting to understand how to overcome, overcome porn addiction or other life-dominating sin. I mean, because the reality is some people don't even think that's an issue. But if you're coming from a Christian perspective, you're going to understand, hey, you know, this isn't something I want in my life, um, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, so just a quick answer before I get into everything I want to say about uh, where I was for the last uh, three months since my last video that I, I put up and to where I am now. I just want to give you a quick answer for those of you who just want to know what, what is it that how do you become free from a porn addiction for those of you who know that this is something you don't want that's wrong the answer is this and to the best of my understanding my subjective experience what I've read what I've understood from the Bible is this it's walking with God uh, from what I can tell from my experience all humans are created to know walk with and worship God and any addiction really is a worship disorder you know really understanding the relationship that God has and wants with all of his people all of his creation and walking in that now that's the key so really I mean, if I were to put it into three simple steps it's this trust Jesus paid your debt on the cross you do that you're saved you're sealed for eternity now we'll get into that a little bit more that's kind of the crux of this whole conversation is what what do you do to become saved um, but that's number one trust trust him he paid your debt on a cross for you and reconcile you to God. The debt is wiped clean. It says in Colossians and Romans. And then walking out, you know, trying to actually become free from sin. Now that this is the, now this is the whole this is the whole point of this video is within Christianity, Christian evangelical Christianity. There's people take different views on what's called. Um, we'll just call it a doctrine of salvation. How do you become saved? How do you know that you're a Christian? And I'm going to talk a lot about that today. Um, but really, that second step, you know, I want to be free from my porn addiction. You know, hey, what's that? Is talk to God with Him. You've been I. What I'm going to present to you is you've entered what's called sanctification. God's like, you're sealed. You know, you are justified before me because of what Jesus did, which is God himself in human form reconciling mankind to himself. But talk with God. Walk with him. Ask him. Pray. That's what prayer is. Help me, God. You know, and then you'll start to become thankful. Wow, look at all God is doing. You know, you'll, your mind will start to change. Um, and then really, for me, what really changed my life when I started to see victory, especially now that I'm I'm home and I'll talk about what happened, I have a choice. We all have a choice. You know, I have the choice. You have the choice through God's power um, to change for change. You know, hey, God, I don't want to be, you know, because what it is, is, you know, a lot of, as the Bible describes it, from what I can tell, is the flesh, something that God is destroying. It's, it's, and if anyone, if you've had an addiction, you understand like this, like, I, I feel like I can't overcome these, these passions, these cravings. You can, and that's the point, is the power of God lives in you. It's the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in us. It'll give life to our mortal bodies. That's Romans uh, 8, 11. And that's the key, is believing, and so really, I, I put it down into four, four steps. I was reading somewhere, it's learn the truth, apply the truth, act on the truth, and you'll start living the truth. So, and, and this is more of like, it's it's like me and God walking this out together. Um, it says we, you know, union, and I want to talk about like, it's almost marriage language. It's like you've been union with Christ. I mean, it's like, me and God walking this out. So it's like participation. It showed me a relationship. So that's the key. You know, how do I overcome any addiction? Walk with God. Start to understand what it, what does it mean to worship God? You know, God is so good, so intimate and close. Um, he's not just, oh, I, you know, just praise me. I'm sitting, you know, it's it's that, but there's there's more to it. And, and that's kind of what's helped me um, in, in, in seeing change. So anyway, the last three months, I was at uh, Pure Life Ministries um, in Kentucky, started by a man named uh, Steve Gallagher. Um, and it's it's a really great place, um, and it's set up to deal with uh, really sexual addiction of all types. And it's just, I want to call it like a safe haven. So typically you'll have a lot of guys who, typically I'd say from a Christian background, people are going to go there. So you've got a lot of men who've just 
cheated on their wives. And the wife's like, okay, I'm going to leave, do something drastic, go to this nine-month program and get your life fixed. Deal with your issue or, you know, guys struggling. Like there was another guy like me. So I'm, you know, I had a porn addiction. I'm like, okay, what do I do? I mean, how, I mean, let me just, you know, my, my prayer was like, I want nature and Jesus. Let me just get away from all the technology, computers, you know. I, I feel like I don't have a choice. I feel like I'm a slave. What do I do? Like that, you got some guys coming out of juvie, younger guys, you know. So you've got, you know, people dealing with all sorts of stuff, you know, all sorts of sexual sin. And that's the whole point of that place is to deal specifically with that. So I went there for about three months. Long story short, they dismissed me from the program because I didn't, I really wouldn't submit to them doctrinally with, with a few things. And uh, t to be honest, I, I just, when I got, and we're going to talk about that today, what that looked like. You know, I really, I really love them. Like they really, they mean well. I, I really believe that. I really do that uh, Pure Life Ministries means well, but there's, it's like, because they, and we'll talk about this, but there's a big divide in, in, from what I've researched in evangelical Christianity on really what is some, it's, in, it's called the doctrine of soteriology. And what we're going to look at it today is if all Christian doctrines are on a bullseye, think of that, that or on an arrow target, that center bullseye is soteriology, meaning, you know, salvation. How does someone become a Christian? And so they, they hold to a different position on that. And they don't really publicize that, which was the issue, because you get a lot of guys coming in here, and then they're like, okay, I, this is not what I heard, and so we'll talk about that, but, you know, and I legitimately wrestled with them, like, like I was like, guys, like, I don't know, like, I, I can't, and they're like, you know, you need to not, you know, just lean on what you think, but, you know, I was like, okay, I'll try to trust you, but let me just go to the Bible, and like, I, I mean, this, so it was a really, really hard thing for me there, but I, I have a lot to talk about. I might have to do multiple videos, but, you know, this is just for any anyone listening. I mean, anyone, this is also for people who prospectively, you know, might want to go to Pure Life Ministries, what to expect there, you know, the good and the not so good. You know, I want to be honest. I think it's, I think I would have an obligation to say, hey, you know, there's some things here that I just want to share that I, you know, submit to you. I'll stand before God for every word I say. I know that. And so it's like, you know, do I see them as brothers? Yes. Do they see me as a brother? I don't think so because of, again, how we define how someone is saved. They would say I might have a looser definition of that. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit, but just a couple of things. Uh, so, so it's a nine month program. That's where I went. I, I enrolled there. Um, and I actually worked at Ken Ham's Ark, believe it or not. So that was, that's a, that's a story for another time. That was quite an experience. Um, so yeah, Ken Ham and Answers in Genesis, they built an entire arc, full-size arc replica out in uh, Kentucky. And that's something else if you want to see that. I'm not getting into that. Today. I, I think it's awesome. So PLM, it's, it, they started this nine-month program. Um, you go there, sexual addiction, you know, you just, you know, listen to sermons, there's a whole counseling staff, you know, you meet once a week with the counselors. You got all sorts of guys coming there, right? We kind of covered that. So why did I go there? I went there specifically for the separation. I wanted to get away from technology. I want to be able to, you know, work a job, not have, you know, just access to pornography ex easily. And they do that. They create this safe haven and, and it's beautiful. And that's one of the beautiful things about it is there's hiking, there's a ridge you can go to. And it was just a safe haven. And I really, I met God every night. I mean, I went out to that ridge literally every night unless it was raining or even when it was raining, I'm like, I just talked to God. Like no, nobody there, but just the stars in me. And I just was like, God, what am I, you know, help me? You know, how do I overcome this? What's wrong in my thinking? What am I missing? And God showed up and I want to share some of that stuff. Just, and he's always been there. That's, that's the key is God God's always there. Even when you don't feel it, he's working. Even when you don't see it, he's working. He is a miracle worker. Um, God, that's what that's who God is, and it's beautiful. So so I essentially was going to take off a semester to a year um, from school. I was, I'm enrolled in, in uh, college, and I just, you know, everything going on right now, I took some time off uh, to deal with this. You know, I, went, I was going to a Bible college, Moody Bible Institute, up, in, uh, up by Chicago or up in Chicago. And, you know, I went there, and I was like, you know, guys, you know, everyone... <laughs> A lot of people are, you know, everyone's, all the guys are struggling with porn addiction. Like, what do we do? Um, I'm like, you know, we're not a rehab facility. You know, we're a school. We don't really know what to do. And so this, this, and that. I'm like, this is a huge problem. We should be doing something about it. And 
Moody was right. I mean, they, they, you know, they're, they're not there to deal with that. But, you know, I was like, you got Christian men and women who, you know, want to seek God and, you know, but this is a huge problem. How do we, what do we do? And so, you know, administration didn't really know what to do there. You know, this is something you need to deal with and whatnot. You know, and I understand that. But so long story short, I ended up like, okay, well, who does deal with this? You know, I still want to finish my education, but this is more important, you know, dealing with the sin in my life as a Christian, I see this as wrong, right? This is this is not what God wants. This isn't his design, his order. He's like, you know, I, sexual uh, intimacy is a gift. It's, it's glue between a man and a woman. And when you're gluing yourself to a computer screen, literally biochemically, what's going on? I mean, that's not... And well, it's, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. I think I might have mentioned that before, but um, in the other video. So my expectations was, you know, just, just to really press into God and read the Bible. And that's what I did. That's what I did. And so, you know, I just want to talk about the good about PLM. You know, I think that Pure Life Ministries, you know, just, and I just wrote a list here, just, just the things that I, I, I just, there were some men there just with such hearts of gold, like they really, really did and do want you to experience what they experienced, just tra life transformation, because who doesn't? Like, it's like, you know, and I'm going to say as a Christian, you become double-minded, James, the book of James, that double-mindedness happens because it's, that's the battle between the flesh and the spirit. And we got to decide, what are we going to set our minds on, the things of the flesh or the things of the spirit? We'll get into that later. They're going to see it a little different in terms of you not being saved and, and this kind of thing. The counselors there, some of them, man, hearts of gold. Um, and I think that's a promise because they hold to this different doctrine. We'll get into more of that, or you know, Bible teaching, we'll call it. And it kind of, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, what you think, your orthodoxy affects your orthopraxy. What you think, what you believe affects what you do. And so that's kind of what I want to get into here. But, you know, it doesn't, it, pure, I really do believe some of those guys, man, that, I mean, when I was leaving, when I was dismissed, which isn't a good thing, it's not a good thing at all, I was praying with me. He's like, you know, Robert, just keep seeking God. Just keep seeking Jesus. I mean, you know, and so he's like, I don't, you know, I don't like that you're leaving, but just, you know, and he was just breaking down in tears that I was leaving. It was, just, it was so sad, but it was just like, wow, what a heart of gold. What, you know, God is... You know, just a man really seeking after God in those ways. So, um, yeah, de they're dedicated to their program. I mean, they really are. They believe they are doing the right thing. But I think the program that they're they're putting you through, you know, they, they're trying to fit you into this program that they have, that Steve Gallagher and others have kind of put together. Um, you know, they, sometimes it's a little bit restricting, but they believe that that's the way to freedom. They really do. And, and so I, I commend them for that. Really understanding the mercy of God. That is like a focal point there. Maybe too much of a focus on that imbalance of say grace or other things like that. I mean, we'll get into that, but just mercy. They, they, they really understand the need meeting love of God. We read something called Rex Andrews, uh, what the Bible teaches about mercy there. And that was one, I mean, that was wonderful. Just wow. I mean, he, Rex Andrews really understood uh, regardless of some of the theology or whatever, he really did understand God's love for him. I mean, he really did. It was beautiful. And, that, and I think that really broke through a lot of men's lives. Just, wow. You're not alone. You'll really see that there. If you go to, it's for men, you know, that's what pure life is for. But I'm just saying, if you're a man, uh, you know, dealing with some sort of sexual addiction, porn addiction, whatever, I mean, you'll just see, wow, I'm not alone. You know, they're, they're, the numbers don't lie. I mean, most people aren't talking about it, sexual sin, shameful. And I'm open about talking about it because I'm like, come on, every, People are dealing with this. Let's start the conversation. Let's deal with this. That's kind of also the point of this video. Let's let's talk about it. the doctrine gets thrown in while we're thinking about you know our practical questions like why am I still sinning and you know we're going to talk about that today a little bit or a lot. You're going to see that you're not alone. That that was a big thing you know and I and I knew that but I mean just like cause, you know I, I was at Moody and I was talking to people like hey you know what do we do but a lot of guys are like wow I'm not alone you know and so having that support around you that was huge. The biggest thing for me though was the miracles that I saw there just restored marriage after restored marriage, like when I was there. And I, I was praying, others were praying, just God, do miracles. God, do miracles. Just please keep doing miracles, God. 
and I'd see it. You know, a wife wouldn't call her husband. She was done. I mean, these are, you know, Christian wives, whatever. You know, it's like my husband cheated on me. We're done. You know, reaching out after eight months, you know, hey, let's let's talk. You know, I, or, or a wife was like, I'm never going to text you again. Or like a total change in attitude just because we were praying God was moving in those hurt women's lives after being cheated and completely betrayed and seeing that with just husband after husband after husband I'm like wow it happens but then i'd see some women who just nope they filed divorce papers and they're done i was like wow like but just praying for miracles because like some that would happen sometimes and who knows you know and I, I some of those stories I, I i left you know before i could see the end of some of those stories you know how's god still working in those but um and that's the point miracles even when there's no hope Miracle worker, what is miracle? What are, what are the prerequisites for a miracle? The impossible. So, you know, and I was seeing that left and right because um, we were asking for it. And, you know, you, you don't get, you know, you don't ask. You don't receive because you don't ask. And I'm like, wow, you know, is it your will, God, that, that you know, you restore our marriage? And I'm like, God hates divorce, of course. You know, let him do, just say, God, I saw help. Help me. I, I've, I've broken things, you know, be help me, you know. And it was amazing to see those things happen. So that was huge. You know, God's presence being there. Another good thing in pure life is you really understand discipline, self-discipline. Um, you know, they, it's like a, they have a lot of rules there, which is a, a, a good thing and a bad thing. I think that that's a, that's a thing that we could kind of talk about. But, but the discipline, the self-discipline, I really learned there. Your, my self-discipline allows me to be free because in this middle ground earth, you know, between heaven and hell, we have this thing as a Christian, the flesh, right? It wars against your soul, wars against the spirit, wants to destroy me. That's what pornography, porn addiction is. It's that warring against me. But God, what? He destroys the works of the devil, giving me the power, the Holy Spirit power to say no. And that, and I was, and really, this all comes down to you'll know the truth, and truth will set you free. When I have learned, when I learned the truth, I started to apply the truth in my mind. Okay, so when the devil comes, I'll go look at porn. You know, it'll make you happy. I was like, no, 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 no. God says, delight in the wife of your youth. It says a lot more than that. I'm not going to quote it, oof, but it's it says, you know, delight in the wife of your youth, and it says more. <laughs> we'll just say it says more than that. But I ain't going to be, you know, I if if God has a wife for me, I'll be sexually satisfied. I don't need to worry about it. At the right time, God will do that. What the devil's doing, he's lying. Oh, you know, this, this, and that. I was like, no, no, no. I can trust God. I can wait for that. I can fight for what is good, what God is doing. I'm going to learn to deny myself, right? The flesh, right? The old self. And I'm going to say the new self, right? And that's something we'll talk about. Desires the good things. It's on the same team with God, so to speak. And that's me. But the flesh is is something that we war against, right? As a Christian. And that's why it feels like, why would I feel double-minded? Well, that's, I would say that's what that is. The, the, you are the new self, but you're warring against the flesh, right? The body hasn't been put off yet, right? Glorification. That's what that's all about. So, uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But yeah, so powerful testimonies. There's a lot of powerful testimonies that have changed lives here. So, I mean, that's the good. I mean, they've created a safe haven, you know, a, a real community there to, to deal with this. There aren't many like it, but they're, and I say this cautiously, because, you know, if I, 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 they are, number one, they're my brothers. I believe that. I believe they are saved by faith, trust in Christ alone, Jesus, for what God did. He died for us all. Wipes the, date, the, the slate clean, the, the sin debt slate clean. That's what Jesus' death does. If you accept it, it's applied to you. That's it. You just trust it. I believe that, and I believe they believe that. But they they've kind of added some stuff to it, and that's that's what we're going to talk about today. Not, and it's hard to say that because people who hold to this position, I'll describe it a little bit later. Um, you know, they're, they're going to say, of course, it's by faith alone. Of course, it's by trust alone. But you know, and that's that's where this conversation's kind of going to come to a head there were were some not so good things there 
And that's, you know, and I want to talk about that in this video. I want to talk about it graciously. I will stand before God for everything. My, and I believe that, that I can either discern or judge, right, out of a place of love for restoration saying, hey, I hope that some of the guys who I met with who were, you know, great counselors with just deep hearts would say, you know, Robert's right about a few things. He's not right about those things, but, you know, I see what he's saying. Maybe, maybe we can you know, take some of what Robert said and, and apply it, you know, I, I don't, I'm not gonna, I, I'm 21. I don't know. You know, I'm just trying to share a subjective experience, what I have seen. So take it for that. You know, I'll stand before God and give an account. So, you know, so it's for them. Hey, maybe some of the things he's saying is good. And, and I really want to discern judgment is to divide good and evil. Right. And there were some things that were, I don't want to say evil, but they were not good. And, um, some people would say it was evil. I mean, there were people I was there with who were like, what is going on? And so it's, you know, but I want to rightly divide that to the best of the ability that I have and what I, you know, probably the Holy Spirit has shown me. I mean, I've been praying about this for like four months, three months, whatever. How long I was there and then how long I've been home. Or I can, what I was going to say was judge or, or, you know, say, oh, you're being judgmental. Well, what they're saying is you're being critical, condemning. That's out of like a judgment out of a heart of destruction. When God judges, I mean, he's good. So he's actually doing what's right. You know, I hope to do the same, to actually separate good and evil, good and bad, good and not so good, we'll put it. Because some of it, I think it's just not the best. I mean, you know, it's it's separating. And that, and that's what I see as I'm doing it. And they didn't want, you know, and when I was there trying to say, hey, I'm trying to wrestle with this stuff, they really, uh, they, that was something that I wasn't really allowed to do um, in the sense that like, I wanted to take everything they put and put it back to the Bible. Um, and I know people wrestle and argue about the Bible ad nauseum in a place of pride. I get that. I mean, I know. I've, I've been at Moody, you know, you know, with the, in the theology classrooms. I know what people do. But I, but I legitimately am like, hey, guys, like, this is still our standard. Like, I know people do that wrong, but that's our standard. And if you're saying something contrary to what that says or maybe it's off or maybe you're kind of interpreting something holistically differently – can we talk about it? And so that wasn't really allowed, and I ended up getting dismissed from the program because of that. And I guess I'll apologize for the glare. I don't have my nice camera anymore. Uh, it was my sister, so I have a webcam now. There's mainly three things that I want to talk about, or I guess four. There's four things I want to talk about regarding Pure Life Ministries and what happened there, my experience. And it really showed me an entire, helped me connect a lot of dots as to why certain pastors and teachers that I had listened to or read said or did the things that they did. And really what this is coming down to is someone's biblical position on salvation. We'll get into that, but the three things are the biblical position on salvation or soteriology. That's soter is like Greek for salvation. So soteriology is a study of salvation. How is someone saved? What do they do? You know, how do the pieces fit together? So that's like that that core bullseye of Christian doctrine. We're not talking about the timing of the tribulation or the millennial, pre-mill, post-mill, treadmill, windmill. I got that from Ken Ham. It's not my own joke. Or, you know, it's not, you know, is it the six days of creation or are they literal, this and that? You know, those, so there's different doctrines can go on those different, you know, we'll say rings of the arrow target. But the bullseye is soteriology. Like that's like, what do you do to be saved? So technically, if you compromise that, that's when people go around calling each other heretics. Like the Mormons are like, Jesus isn't God. He, Satan and Jesus are brothers. You know, like a Mormon might say that. Or Jehovah's Witness will say, Jesus is the firstborn of creation. Okay, well, we're going to call them. No, you've compromised that center circle. The, the issue we're talking about, it's, it's not about, you know, is Jesus God? Is this? But it's like, what is it you do to be saved? And it's going to come down to two issues, free grace and lordship salvation. And those are the two positions we're going to talk about. So that's the first thing that, that I want to talk about. And then the two, the next points are kind of minor points that trickle out of that, but it's spiritual authority and how 
uh, Pure Life Ministries uses it. And then, and I want to say this delicately, but like the borderline elevation of Steve Gallagher's books to scripture, borderline. And I say that because he encompasses a lot of the, the theology and like the thinking that you know, is the first point how they see salvation. But there's some other stuff in there that I want to read that I'm like, okay, you know, it's a, what it is, is it's a different character of God, characteristic of God that is, it's less loving or love is very different than what other Christians might articulate and holistically look at. And really what it is, is, I mean, systematic theology or systematic thinking is how do parts work together? And so because people look at this, this, and this about God, it impacts this, this, and that. Okay, and one of those things is going to be the love of God, the relationship with God, God's purposes, how we relate to God. Um, is God a puppeteer or is he a relational God and we have choices? Big thing for me is Garden of Eden. You know, did they have a real choice there? Okay, real temptation. Why is there a temptation there? One thing Ken Ham, this is a side note, but Ken Ham really stresses foundations. You know, I was working there for three months. so, And he does have a good point. Depending, I mean, Luciferians, this is a side note, Luciferians have their own theology of what happened in Eden, you know, right? Lucifer's the light bringer, setting free setting man free from puppet master God. That's not God. And I look at Eden and I see, wow, he wants he doesn't want robots. He wants real beings that have real like a choice. To, will you love? Will you respond? And like that is his glory, his goodness, that relationship that he wants with us. There's there's a lot there. So and I guess the fourth thing is fear and love. That's kinda like a mi- like a minor point, but holistically, you know, how do fear and love relate? Um, how does you know, pure life, look at that, pure life ministries. And so we kind of talked about this already, but the first point being biblical position on salvation, biblical doctrine on salvation. They, they got kind of mad at me because I kept using, you know, doctrine and you keep, you know, you can't talk about, they have some rules there. You can't talk about doctrine, this, this, and that. And I'm like, okay, but this is, this is, okay, doctrine means Bible teaching and you guys are teaching this about the Bible and you're saying this is what the Bible teaches. Okay, but it's, it's a position, and I know there's another position because they're, they're articulating the lordship, salvation. We'll talk a little bit about that position on soteriology. That's what it is, okay? Salvation. They, ha- they believe certain things about salvation, and I believe different things. And so I was kind of talking about them. Well, we teach what the Bible teaches. I know, but how are we, in, you know, interpreting that? And I was honest. I was like, guys, like, you know, this is, this is hard for me. I mean, am I saved or not saved? You know, am I, you know, and so this, this kind of was an issue that me and my counselor worked through for like four weeks, actually, but... Didn't really, didn't really go anywhere. I mean, because I, I mean, they weren't going to change and I wasn't trying to change. I was literally like, this is the first time I was exposed to all this, but I knew it was kind of like, I had, like I, I'd understood that this was, like, I didn't know the specifics, but I knew this was a, like an issue within the church, but I didn't like know how big it was or I had never experienced like anyone who had thought otherwise, I guess. 